Good morning. Time for our cool conversation. I'm George Plummer. With us today, we've got uh, Horace Alexander. We're going to talk about Black History Month today. Horace, good to have you on the program. Thank you. Thank you. Our program brought to you by our friends at uh, Community Bank of Oklahoma and uh, Stanley Systems. So, Horace, a lifelong Chickasha resident. Uh, Family's been here a long time, right? Right. They've been here full since the My mother was family beer since the 20s. My father's family beer, I think, since the well, 8th to 1920s, around the same time. Wow. Wow. So, uh, spent your lifetime in Chickasha? Right. uh, I was uh, here until I uh, joined the Army in uh, 1970, and I. Now living at residing in Anadolu. Mm-hmm. I spent twenty years in the army, yeah, and 20 so years. wow, that's so uh, been around the block or two, I guess. Yeah, huh? around, <laughs> around the whole corner a couple of times. Yeah. <laughs> well, talk about uh, growing up in Chickasha, and back in the day, the city was yeah. divided, and right. still people still think it is, and, and maybe not as bad as it used to be, but uh, but just to- I think Chickasha has improved a whole bunch since I was a kid. But then again, there's always room for growth. I remember times where, you know, we had a separate school system and everything. We had, uh, I remember most when I was going to Lincoln School, uh, they all, the teachers, I was surprised, as I was telling George, that uh, the during the summers, I, you know, we during the summer, we all went out, was, when we were on break, we all, we spent our time playing and having fun and everything mm-hmm. like that. But then as I got older, I realized that the teachers, like Miss Boyd and Miss Fletcher, Mr. Hilbert, and all those people, they used to go back to school to refresh their credentials, and I didn't realize this until I had gotten out of high school and moved on down the line. And you know, we had teachers like Miss Boyd; she was there for millenniums, <laughs> millions of years. Mr. Hilburn, Miss <laughs> Fletcher, Miss Boyd, Miss Ballard, Miss Edwards, and Stevensons. You know, they were in the communities, but you know. They taught our parents, our, us, our mm-hmm. grandchildren, our children, everything, you know, and uh, and they were for, there for years, and they always told us that we had to always be ready, be prepared, you know, because there may come a time where they not may not be around. And I remember this, it was the summer of uh, 1964, I believe, when I was, we had already elected officers for the upcoming year and I was going to ninth grade and I want to say I had been elected class president and I might be wrong but Charlotte can remind me because Charlotte was a classmate but during the summer they told us all all of a sudden just get it closer to the microphone they told us all of a sudden that they was going to be closing Lincoln and that we had to go to the white school junior high school and there were a lot of I know there were at least four black kids in my class whose family refused to send their kids to the Chickasha school system, to the white school system, and they moved to California. And you were disappointed. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because you wanted to go to Lincoln High School. Yeah, right. Yeah. Cause, you know, because yeah, you know, we'd, all, we'd all been a, a law Lincoln lion. Mm-hmm. When the high school, in the high school, you could, they had a program where, an open program, we can go out there and play football at the white school. But we had to go to black school. And later on, that uh, opening where if you quali- I would say if you qualified or if your parents would let you, you could go to the white school in the eighth and ninth grade. But only a few of the class, my class members went there. Some of them did, some didn't. And the year that 
I remember when in 64, the year that we were forced to go to the white school, uh, we was in English class and the lady asked us, uh, we were talking about poetry. And the teacher asked me, what does this mean? Uh, she gave me a rhythm of words and she said, well, what is that? I said, that's an onomatopoeia. And she said, well, what's this? And she gave me another rhythm of words. And I said, that's iambipictometer. And it's been a while, so I might have got the words kind of yeah. said wrong. And she said, well, how do you know that? I said, oh, they taught us that, Donna Lincoln. Yeah, she wasn't expecting you to know that. She wasn't expecting me to know that. She said, well, so-and-so, why don't you know that? She said, oh, they taught that last year, Donna Lincoln, because they teach that in the eighth grade, and I was out here last year, and they don't teach that. They teach that in the ninth grade out here. So the teachers are always having us prepare ourselves mentally a year early because they say, you know, we may not be around, and y'all might need us. So, you know, and they felt that all our education was so insufficient. Sure, we not we may not have had scholars, but we knew how to do the, we knew how to na uh, navigate the road, mm -hmm. how to get through, and uh, plus we know. Uh, but there were certain areas that we were. There were certain teachers when I got in high school that uh, recognized that you know I wasn't a dummy because I had the in one the English teacher she put me in a remedial English class, and the this teacher. Miss Heiser, she told she said you don't belong in this class. She said uh, this teacher doing you wrong by putting you in this class. She said because uh, this class is for people that can barely read. She said you can read pretty good, and she put me in, in a regular English class. And I didn't realize that you know I was getting knocked to the side because I never thought that as a stumbling block. I never took it as a stumbling block. It was something I had to overcome. And with the help of my mother and father and teachers and everything, I survived it, you know. And uh, and and you know that was a uh, not saying that the education system in Chickasha was so poor. It had its benefits and its shortcomings. You know, uh, I think the school system is now is very excellent. Plus, my brother's on it too, so I, right. got, I got to give him his, give him his props, <laughs> Doctor you know, A. Yeah, right. <laughs> You know, and uh, we all, all my brothers and sisters, it was nine of us, we all graduated from school here and everything, you know, and uh, and one of the mamas and father, my dad's mother and father's words were, you know, everybody will graduate and everybody will attend some either college or trade school or Votech school or at least one year. You know, and it was not my desire to, I wanted, as soon as I got out of high school, go into the Army, but they said no. So, you know. Being that I wasn't grown enough, I had to go by their rules. Right, and but you did spend a little time in college? Yes, I went to— And then went to the Army. Yes, I spent thir uh, three semesters at Southwestern State College in Weatherford. I was—I got uh, selected for this program called Upward Bound. That was a government program that uh, selected kids from low-economy families. You know, when you got nine kids, even though you have a business, you kind of low-economy— so I got selected, and I didn't want to go. Mama said, "Get out of town and get some, see some new." So I went there, and, and I mean, it really opened my eyes because you had, uh, I think it was around about three, four hundred kids from all, from the all southwestern Oklahoma, and uh, you had kids from different Indian tribes, the Sioux, the Cheyenne, 
from all the United States because they were like, they they were going to the schools, uh, Indian schools at Riverside. Did Did you have much interaction before that uh, with the uh, Native Americans? Yes. Uh, not really. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been to a couple of Indian firms, but that was it. You know, and it was mostly just yeah. hanging around, you know, just in the neighborhood. But I started getting, uh, becoming, you know, seeing how they lived and becoming friends with them and everything. You know, I, I really liked going to school there. Mama's, mom and dad said the first weekend they came to see me, they took, they paid me four or five times before they recognized me because I looked like a different person. <laughs> You and did, did you uh, did you experience some issues at Southwestern? And maybe you and the Native Americans. Did you have some? No, did, no. We, uh, you know, we were. Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say. You know, we were one big family. We, you know, I say one big fam- dysfunctional family. We had, you know, we all had our little issues, but we all got together. You know, we all. We all go out and we uh, ate together. We would, we would take trips together. You we, worked through it. We worked through it. You know, we had classes together. We had, we and I think we had a lot of teachers that had a lot of uh, teachers that uh, would come there and spend their summers there. And these were like little small town teachers. Uh, you learn about different religious types and you know the meaning of different things. You know, different cultures and everything. You know, and you learn how different people ate and how they act and everything. So you know, it opened my eyes to the, a whole bunch of new worlds. We're talking about uh, Black History Month on our Cool Conversation program today. We have Horace Alexander with us. Uh, so lengthy military career, right? Right, and uh, just talk about uh, leaving Chickasha and Oklahoma and seeing the world and. Overcoming the difficulties you had uh, in the military. Well, uh, one of the funny thing I can always say is about being in the military. When guys used to ask me, "Man, where you from?" I said, "I'm a, I'm a little small town in Oklahoma. Where in Oklahoma?" I said, "Chickasha, Oklahoma." I said, "Chickasha." I said, "Yeah." Well, man, I know that place. But I used to be stationed out at Fort Sill. I did this, and I used to come down. Here. So you know, and people say, "Well, man, why you say Chickasha?" I said, "Because I want everybody to know my hometown." I have a f- friend on Facebook. He lives in uh, Ohio, and uh, we were in the uh, last part of the army together back in in Germany together. And he went to the Gulf War and everything. And uh, he saw a posting a picture of a uh, they had a posting of a uh, Geronimo, a picture of out uh, showing these ladies on this cliff out there diverting mm-hmm. that cliff. And he said on there, Alex on horse Alexander. I now I find they say Chickasha, Oklahoma, because I seen something on Facebook, so I, and I know that you're from there, so he knows I'm from Chickasha, you know. <laughs> I said, you know, but uh, and uh, so I was in the military for uh, 20 years, and uh, I had some good days and bad days, you know, but it was a very experience, you know, so one a, a lifelong experience for me to go to the military. My father's in the military before the Korean War started, and I remember days when he was a Marches up and down the street, just marching, going through the motions. And he was telling me about places in Korea and everything when I was a kid. And, and when I got to Korea, I saw some of those places. And I figured that we were on the same places, same compound, like 20-something years apart. And I had a niece who also went to Korea in the Army. And I used to hope that, you know, maybe it was a time we, we could all get together and take a trip to go to Korea. But we, we wasn't able to do that. But I did 20 years in the military. I did uh, seven years in Germany, one in Korea, and three years in Chicago as a recruiter, uh, and other stations. Of 
place in the States. And then came back home and? I retired from mm-hmm. Fort Seal and, uh, uh, back in 90, and I moved down to Darko. I was living down to Darko. I got remarried, and I started working at the Great Plains Correctional Facility in Hinton, Oklahoma, private prison. And uh, I met a, ran to a couple of guys from Chickasha up there. We had a deal, they respect me and I respect them and I had no problem with them, you know. I was employed there for 19 years mm-hmm. until we closed down. We lost our contract from Arizona and closed down. And so what are you doing uh, in your quote unquote retired life? In my retirement <laughs> life, I uh, I try to spend as much time as I can. I For a few years I was tried my little form at being a Mr. Haney, how, you know, growing a little Little farm, little gardens in my backyard, and everything. Raised a few, few okra and stuff like that. And in past time, I've uh, do a lot of traveling around the United States. I've taken pictures. And I love taking pictures mm-hmm. and videos and stuff like that. Very active with the Bullock Memorial Center yes, here I've, in Chickasha. Yes, uh, mm-hmm. I've been driving there a few times. I've gone. I've uh, been there uh, a couple years back. We had a Veterans Day program there, and I had a display there. And I volunteer a few times down there. I like helping in the kitchen. I, I'm a backdoor man, a back in the back man. I like working in the back, washing dishes, you know, pulling KP in the kitchen, mm-hmm. you know, and going by and seeing friends and everything. And that's about it, you know. Horace Alexander, our guest on our Cool Conversation program today. And we want to thank our Cool Conversation sponsors for being with us. And that would be Stanley Systems and Community Bank of Oklahoma and its locations in Chickasha, Verdon, and Newcastle.